what I really enjoy is that you have uh, everything from what I think are really you know funny, enjoyable, lighthearted topics to really serious, uh, profound moments. Yeah. I, I can remember listening to uh, I think it was Father Ken's one mm. on healing, yeah. and and I remember just sitting in my car. It's like whoa, this is like <laughs> I'm entering a moment of prayer by listening to this, and was not. I was just expecting. You know, three idiots, <laughs> three idiots and a priest. So, like, that's our subtitle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Beatitudes. Welcome to the greatest, coolest show on earth. I don't even know how to describe this. Yeah. Take that, Barnum and Bailey. Welcome to my favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah, they went under, so well, yeah, we got we're, it. We're going yeah. over. That's it. So we get to claim that title, Greatest Show on Earth. That's us now. That's ours. Welcome to the circus. <laughs> so speaking of the circus, we are the Beatitudes. This is a show for Christian men who are seeking to grow in their walk with the Lord, but at the same time to understand that authentic fraternity is at the core of how we experience that community together in humorness. Holiness, we're the leaven and the levity, and everything in between. My name is Jeff Shufflebine. I'm happy to be here with my co-host, Nicholas Besner. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's always got a curveball for I'm you. I'm excited. And Paul Colker. Well, hello. Howdy, how's it going? Good, how are you? Oh my gosh, uh, excited. We got a double header tonight, but we're starting off with a grand slam. Like This is our first swing, and we brought in Rob Hayes. It's a Bunt single. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice. Wait, wait, though. You made it on base. A bunt uh, single is actually pretty true. hard to do. <laughs> Did yeah. you, s- you said humorness we, in the we, intro. We just make up words. I'm stuck on humorness. <laughs> do you feel it? I do. It hum- is, humorness it is, is the circus. I get it. It's yeah. also like the sweatiness that starts to rub on your arms by sitting this close to men under hot lights. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you have a way with words. A gift. <laughs> Rob, welcome to the show. Uh, been trying to book you for a while now. It's pretty awesome that you somehow I, I play in. hard to get. I just play hard to get. <laughs> what has been your experience with, this is self, self-appreciating, self not self-deprecating for a second. What has been your experience with the Beatitudes for first-time listeners? Somebody's just now tuning in. What can they expect if they go back and listen to previous Beatitudes? Well, it's a mix of... A lot of different things. I think that's actually what makes your whole show really interesting. <laughs> it's not. It's not predictable. Uh, it's that's mostly also, Jeff. It's also not. <laughs> not while I'm drinking right. coffee. It's also not consistent. Not in the, <laughs> <laughs> the quality. Not in sometimes. the quality. <laughs> I, you got me before I could yeah, say it. Yeah. Not in the quality, but it's it's uh, it has a lot of uh, variety. And so what I really enjoy is that you have uh, everything from what I think are really. You know, funny, enjoyable, lighthearted topics to really serious, uh, profound moments. I, mean, yeah. I, I can remember listening to, uh, I think it was Father Ken's one mm. on healing. Yeah. And, and I remember just sitting in my car. It's like, whoa, this is like, <laughs> I'm entering a moment of prayer by listening to this. And was not, I was just expecting, you know, three idiots, <laughs> three idiots and a priest. So, like, that's our subtitle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like we should pull like uh, out of a hat. Like Rob's show for show number one is going to be a cry fest, or it's yeah. going to be completely unpredictable off the wall. But we'll just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. So, uh, Rob, we've known you and known of you for a while. You are one of my favorite. 
I would just say community leaders in the North Texas area, and I'm sure far beyond, but you do such a great job of bringing people together to have conversations around faith, work, formation, understanding even the roots of kind of the, um, the philosophy, the history, the modern kind of struggling with everything. Bringing the Catholic social teachings to a business problem. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want to say thank you for that. But for anybody listening, can you tell us a little bit about, like, what is Rob's work world today? Like, what are, what are you doing? What, like, professionally work? Yeah, let's, do, right. let's start there. Let's start there. So uh, I'm in the hotel business. So I've been in the hotel business for nearly two decades. Uh, I am. You look 28. I do not. <laughs> see this for those on YouTube. You can see the gray part of this beard. Well, it's it's obscured by the mic. It is. So it, maybe that makes me look a little bit younger. There but, you go. Uh, so we own and operate hotels all over the U.S. So everything from high-end Ritz Carltons all the way down to Fairfield Inns on the side of the road in Indiana and everything in between. So uh, we own them. We operate them. Uh, I run a public company, and there's lots of pros and cons of being a, a public company CEO. There's wow. mostly downside, but <laughs> but there's Wait, some upside. Before you could get any of those hotels, did you have to trade in four houses? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was no one with a monocle that I traded. Oh. Did no. you get two hundred dollars every no. time? You, yeah, roll doubles there or whatever. None okay. of that. All right. None of that. All right. <laughs> That's my sole understanding of the hospitality world. Well, so. and I'm with you because I thought it was really interesting uh, in late 2020 when they rolled out Monopoly COVID edition. And <laughs> Wait, it was just a bunch no. of black all over the board. <laughs> yeah, the board. The board's on fire. You set the Everyone board on fire. Everyone goes to jail. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred. That's every don't, card. It says don't pass go. What are you doing outside? Stop rolling the dice. Stay it's home. Bankruptcy. <laughs> Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Social distancing. Withdraw 200 from your account. Okay. We're jumping way <laughs> The <ahead>. government stimulus. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Where did you – did you get an education so that you could enter hospitality or you stumbled your way into this industry? No. I, it, I was uh, – I am not a hotel person. I mean, there's kind of hoteliers who grew up in the industry and they were, you know, a sales director mm -hmm. or worked at the front desk and worked their way up. I was not that. I was a, a finance guy – who uh, happened to know someone who had helped start the company, and I was young. He needed a finance guy to be his right-hand man, and so I, I think my first title was senior financial analyst, and that was 18 years ago. Uh, does a Texas A&M, this is a legit question, have a strong hotel management program? I'm, I think yes. I know this. Like I think I've met a bunch of people down there. Yes. Is it a hotbed of recruiting? Uh, I mean, then we would have to take Aggies, <laughs> right? Woo, you know, you're surrounded I currently. Know, I, I know. I, I see the rings. Yes. Let me tell you something. There's a helmet above you that's out of the screen, but if I shake this enough, it's designed to fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the biggest risk of this whole thing is like a room of Aggies. Like, and I subject myself to it on purpose. But wait, your background then. What, what illustrious school did you go to for sports? It's, it's a East Coast school in New Jersey that uh, you might have heard of. But Wor Worcester Polytech? No, not Worcester <laughs> Polytech. It was a little school. And it's funny because we're in the offices here. There's a, a guy that we know who runs an office company that we're all here. And he uh, spends his life goading me to talk about the school I attended because he thinks it's so pretentious and obnoxious. I got to say... How do you how do you come out of Princeton or what's happening Whoa, there? Whoa! Hey. Okay, <laughs> all right. That was a compliment to you. <laughs> so uh, I now know that I'm going to get texts and emails from my friend 
halfway powered who's going to say, oh, you couldn't make it throughout your show without mentioning Princeton. But let's say this. Maybe if it gets bad enough, he can give us a couple months of free rent yes. on the actual space that we're in yes. in his office building. So. <laughs> That would be great. Wait, tell me about the faith at Princeton. Was it strong for you while you were there? Was there a strong community? I'm serious. No, about it was that. great, and it actually is ongoing. Yeah. Uh, while yes, a lot of these universities are struggling in their culture and maybe not uh, politically agreeing or or morally agreeing with a lot of the stances that those of us at this table might take. Sure, there is an enclave there that's very very strong. I mean, what what happens in a place like that is, if you make a stand for what you think to be true you're going to be opposed and you're going to be challenged. And there's a lot of extremely intelligent people that have better arguments in many cases than you do. And so you're forced to dig in. You're forced to really learn how to pray. And so uh, the Aquinas Institute is the group that's at, at Princeton. Um, and, I'm, and I'm still involved with it. Uh, it's, it. It's great. It's a wonderful place. And it's also a place where the, the Protestants and the Catholics are, work really closely together mm -hmm. as well because it's this community of, of, of Christians and we try to work together. I nice. think I probably misquote every pope and everything there ever was, but I think it was Benedict that said, expect a smaller, stronger church. And the mm -hmm. stronger comes from if you're going to stand up for something and, and be attacked, whether that's physically or in a just a mental joust, probably ought to know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> well, and I think you're seeing I mean, the same thing at St. Mary's at A&M, which is maybe the most vibrant Catholic college there you, community. There you go. There you I'll go. give you some props. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the place. <laughs> For those of you on YouTube, he cried a little bit when he admitted this, though. No, it was great. <laughs> but but I, there's an opportunity, I think, for, for colleges and universities that, in some sense, the crazier the world gets, I actually think the, the offer that the, the church has and our Lord offers to people is here's sanity amidst the insanity. Yeah, when there's no end to, like, an, an insane... Uh, maybe thread that gets pulled. Sometimes you want it to go to the extreme because then that's where the right setting kind of happens. Like you think of the Cristeros War in Mexico. Once it got so brutal that kids are being paraded down the streets and massacred, but they're staying strong to their faith, like those were the things that changed that culture because people are like, whoa, whoa, I was for this until it became this out right. of whack. So I do not want to sign up for that martyrdom. I'm happy to just sit here on a podcast, the greatest <laughs> podcast in the world. No. Yes. <laughs> we declared it. It's happening. Uh, tell me more about the, the setup today. Uh, like, what, what is the size? And I, <laughs> I'm not going to put you in any weird spots. You're a publicly traded CEO, and you got all this stuff. What is the size of this organization you're running? So you got all these different hotels. I mean, what are we talking, thousands of people? Well, it's interesting, the, w the way that we're structured – my company actually has zero employees. I like this. Right, so it's it's. <laughs> Except it's, for if you're one of my employees listening, you're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy who just hired like four people. Okay. I'm I building culture with no yet. employees. You're really good at this culture I'm, thing. Hundred percent satisfaction. Culture's easy when nobody else yeah. is with you. No <laughs> payroll. Amazing. <laughs> Best place to work and not work. So. That part of the business, we have zero employees. So we own, call it plus or minus 100 hotels, mm -hmm. 22,000 rooms. But we also then have an operating side of the house, which there's a different person that runs that business. And that has, I think right now, maybe somewhere around six or 7,000 employees around the country. And so they're the ones physically operating the hotels. You make sure to say bye to that person as you're leaving at 3 o'clock every day? Give a big hug every day. <laughs> <laughs> My company's doing great. How you how you doing? See you later. We got a hundred or plus or minus hotels. I don't know what you're doing over there. 
Well, good deal. Well, uh, talk to me about the, um, to be very frank here, what happened with this shutdown? You were, <laughs> you were in what position in the company? What did that look like? How did you navigate? And just whatever you can share, I think you probably went through one of the most public, <laughs> public yeah. battles during all that time. It, it was something. We, uh, I was a, one of the officers of the company. I had a made-up title called Chief Strategy Officer, which was just everything. You know, things fell to me. Do stuff. It was just, yeah, fill in the gaps. And, <laughs> uh, and so our CEO at the time, uh, in I guess this was in March, April of 2020, well, our revenues, so we were pre, pre-COVID almost a $1.5 to $2 billion revenue company. So our revenues dropped 93%. in March and April of 2020. So that's not good for those of you that that are not in the – if you don't know business, your revenue You needed to grow a lot more than 93% to get back. Yes. That's really bad. And so with that, we – the only way to survive was to also furlough 90-something percent of our employees. And so we were running literally 700-room hotels with three people. Yeah. Because it's we can't pay them, you can't, you got no money coming in, so it was. And in that situation, our CEO at the time uh, decided to step aside, and so uh, I get a call from the chairman of the board saying, "Hey, uh, would you consider taking this role?" What do and, you think about dumpster fires? Right. Well, no, and it was. It was. It was not just here's a dumpster fire. It's like here's a dumpster fire full of little dumpster fires rolling down a hill rolling towards down people. Towards a dumpster fire. <laughs> But I tell you what, it was a it was a very uh, that moment I can still remember it. I told him, "Give me give me a little time to think about it." And I called my father, and my dad mm. had is uh, my parents are alive. They live here in the Dallas area, and my dad had been in the oil and gas business, and he went through a, mm. a bankruptcy and carnage in the '80s when oil crashed. And uh, so I called him up, and I'm walking him through that here's the situation. We are we're, we have no money. We're all of our hotels are being foreclosed on. Um, we actually also had a bunch of reputational issues. We had PPP loans that we had uh, said that we were going to take. Next thing you know, we're on the front page of the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like we were the evil people. Oh. It, was all, I mean, it was all kinds of things, reputational risk. Uh, and so I walked my dad through all this, and I said, Dad, should I, should I take this, or I can go find something else? I mean, maybe I can help shuffle mine, start a new company <laughs> or something. There's a lot of things I could do. And his response to me was, you do not know how envious I am of you. Oh, wow. And I was like, Dad, you're not listening. <laughs> you're not listening <laughs> to me, Remember the Dad. bad things I yeah, just said? Yeah, remember all the things I just told you? And he said two things to me. He said, one, first thing is you, you can't learn this in a book. Mm. The only way you learn to go through is to go through this. And the second thing he, he said is every businessman has to stare into the abyss once in their career to figure out what they're made out of. And... I was like, fine, you're right. <laughs> you're always right, Dad. And so I decided to take it. Now, the past three years of doing it have been very difficult and, and brutal. And frankly, I haven't achieved all the things that I would like to. I mean, there's been a lot of other headwinds. But we're still here. We avoided bankruptcy. We are still kind of alive and kicking. And so I still have a lot more work to do. But I, I am very grateful for it because you can't learn how to navigate terrible things unless you do it well, and so so the solution to a dumpster fire is just to add oil <laughs> 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 
Just burn it brighter, son. Yeah. <laughs> Let your dumpster no, that's, fire. No. That's really that's an incredible story, though. Just the fact that I mean, first of all, that the beauty of the relationship with your dad, that's and in right. that moment of him stepping in and saying, "No, no, no, hold on, this is your moment," and and take it, and then. Yeah, and then you actually following through with that and having the courage to to look into the abyss there. That's incredible. Well, and it's been a real, it's been a test in a lot of ways because it also then led to things like so much stress. I'm a pretty easygoing guy, uh, and yet this was the first time in my career that I dealt with panic attacks Mm -hmm. Mm. and and deep Mm. anxiety of knowing that the decisions I'm making are impacting Thousands of jobs, and Gosh. as and are we going to be going bankrupt, and everything just gets wiped away, and all of my own personal wealth is getting wiped, and all of these things, and so therefore, you know, what does it mean to wrestle with those questions? And I was very fortunate to have friends, uh, including guys in this room, uh, encouragement, uh, formation, um, and even things like if you've ever seen uh, Dr. Kevin Major's Optimal Work program, you know he's a guy uh, uh, at Harvard who has this great program about how do you manage anxiety and stress. And so there's a variety of different things that were very formative to me to help me navigate that. How did you deal going through that um, from a, f- sticking through your prayer life, your, your balance, your faith? Uh, you know, wh- how do you do that with that much stress? I mean, i got to imagine sleep is, is hard to find, and when you do, you can feel your heartbeat in your throat because – that's the time your brain's racing and your hands aren't moving, you know? It's yeah, like, and, and when you wake up, you think, well, these are the 50,000 things I need to do. Like, yeah. I'll get to prayer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you make it through that? And, and, and what tips do you have for people that might right. be feeling that right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the, be- the best tips are you have to build the habits before it even happens, yeah. right? You've got to do the work now so that when it does happen, you're ready for it. Because you can't, in that moment, decide oh, now that everything's burning down around me, now, you know what, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. Like, you're not, you're, your habits aren't there. And so I've, I was, I've been fortunate in that, uh, some of my own background, um, and I have been, uh, as you know, I, I have gotten a lot of formation through Opus Dei mm-hmm. in my life, and, and a lot of that is how do you build this plan of life? How do you build a spiritual game plan so that you are striving to try to go to Mass on a regular basis? You are trying to do prayer every day whether it's the rosary or mental prayer or spiritual reading or all these things. And so you're building this structure around you, and your, your commitment is, I'm trying to live this every day, right? In, in, in season, out of season. And what I found in that world, and, I, and again, I think it was a, a grace that I received, was I realized I can't make it through the day if I don't live this. Like, it was the only way to keep myself together. Uh, and so it was kind of, forced but fortunately i had built up enough habits to make it kind of through that you you're reminding me of some of the readings that we heard before advent um where it's uh, the traders who are or the people who are given like five coins two coins mm-hmm. one coin the talents the yeah. talents right and they have to go trade and and make more and then when they do uh, the lord says or, or at least the the king in the uh, in the scenario you know the the property owner says because you have been faithful in small matters, now I will set you as a, a lord over a city or, or over five cities and that sort of thing. So you're basically saying that by doing these small things ahead of time, you were prepared for mm. kind of the, the chaos that ensued. That's pretty cool. Can, can I ask a very granular question? Talking about habits and people listening to this, there's a lot of people who um, maybe have attended daily mass, but it's not part of their routine. 
like what does that look like for you today and what did it look like for you during the hardest parts of covid like or not covid but of this trauma that you were going through from a uh, a management of your business and these people and what does daily mass look like for you is it every day is it most days yeah i mean you're the 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 goal the effort is every day yeah. right i mean that's that's the game plan and so i think one part is what's your plan right to be on top of your your schedule there's a lot of things going on and so what I'm trying to do every day is I look at the meetings I have, I look at you know, how, I, how I structure those, and I try to make sure I've got a little time where can I get to mass at lunch, or can I get mass in the morning, or can I get mass in the evening, and trying to set goals, knowing that, hey, some days life happens, and did you put out a heroic effort to make it happen? And if you didn't, hey, that's, that's fine. It's, you're, you're fighting, and I think a lot of it is, are you waking up in the morning and saying, look, the battle's on, game on yep. and at the end of the day you're saying here's an act of contrition i screwed up i i messed up let's here's my resolution for tomorrow let's go do it again go get and you wake up the next day and it's on you seem to have a lot of pull do you think there's a way that you could get a 4 30 a.m mass for those of us who have <laughs> lots of <laughs> responsibility well uh, i'll uh i mean i don't know how your relationship is with uh, bishop burns after your show with him <laughs> i don't know if he still likes you or not Though I tell you, he did send me a text because uh, I do have, as you know, I have a little bit of a friendship with him. Yeah. And he sent me a text saying, hey, you should hear me. I'm on this podcast. And he said, you know, do you know these guys? And I said, unfortunately, <laughs> I do. I do know them. Uh, but he was excited. He, he was out promoting it. Oh, you wow. know, his show is the first time, just to share on how personable he was and doing that kind of promotional work in a one-to-one scenario – First show where the videos far outpaced the just audio-only listeners, and the messages we got back from people that watched that show was how much they felt like they knew that man. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a cool moment. I appreciate you. Well, Didn't no, it was great because I, awesome. I had never heard some of the stories about his childhood and mm-hmm. his family, and I, I thought it was super interesting. Have you ever seen him laugh where his eyes get completely shut and he can't breathe? Because that's what Paul did to him <laughs> twice. <laughs> That's a unique spiritual gift. (laughs) It really, really was. Well, we want to give you a chance to uh, either laugh or at least just squint your eyes in judgment by playing a game. Oh, I've been (laughs) waiting for this. (laughs) Do you want to play? No, no. Let me judge. Let me just. I want to bask in the varying degrees of humor. (laughs) Well, to explain, varying. Explain to you this game that you know everything about. It's called "Blessed Are the Joke Makers." For they shall inherit the points. And I feel like there should be a sound for that. Oh, like, we should have. Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right. I'll work on the we'll sound. Work on for the sound. Yeah. But yeah, we have a character card and a Catholic card game card, and we have to answer the prompt. So that's fill in the blank question something as the character. We don't know our points yet. This one's going to be 44 oh. points. Now, why do you get to decide the points? <laughs> I'm the intro to the game. I'm the game master. Okay. He also understands spreadsheets. Paul and I are like yeah. very he, confused by numbers. <laughs> he knows math. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, and, and if again. We, if we play stupid, they'll fall for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you used to be a senior financial analyst. You're probably was, pretty good with spreadsheets. I, uh, I used 44. to be. 44. Used to be. Look at you two having an index I match over is. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, no, so I, I've made that joke like I think three times yeah. on the show that now. One I probably, landed, I probably should have. That, that was, was the best favorite. use of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Keep swinging. All right. So, um, so you just have to decide what tickles your fancy. It has nothing, there's no objective measure to okay. this. All right. So, here we go. So, the character we're playing is an incompetent doctor, and the prompt is 
A Catholic's secret guilty pleasure. <laughs> all right, everyone behave. Everyone behave themselves. All right, it's family friendly show. Here? Wait, an incompetent doctor. Incompetent doctor talking a, about a Catholic's secret guilty pleasure. <laughs> you know, I made my way through medical school, and I learned all about really cool things. Um, <laughs> treatments and whatnot, but uh, I got my degree from Princeton, and so uh, <laughs> I somehow got a job at a major hospital, but as a Catholic, one of my guilty pleasures is to ask people beforehand, just like, what are they nervous about? Do they think if they die, they're going anywhere special? And then when they're in surgery, I just pour a bunch of holy water on them. <laughs> that was really long. <laughs> As an incompetent doctor, <laughs> I like to, uh, you know, when people are, are sleeping or in an induced coma, um, I like to pray a rosary on their fingers. That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> shazam, shazam. <laughs> oh, golly. As an incompetent doctor, uh, I, always, I always try to prescribe a good walking boot. But uh, they say, Dr. Scholes, that doesn't make much sense. Uh, you're. <laughs> I, d I don't need. I know. I don't need work boots. I, j I just. I just came here to uh, to to see you for for my teeth. <laughs> work boots. <laughs> All right, Rob. <laughs> this is, uh, you it's luck of the draw. This is not an easy one. But Gomer Pyle here. Uh, well, I mean, I do appreciate. Nick's Dr. Scholes, though I didn't really hear what was Catholic about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, le he leaned into the incompetent. No, doctor I mean, it was. Yeah. It was something. And then Jeff, Princeton doesn't even have a medical school. Exactly. <laughs> That's how smart I am. I know. So I kind of have to default to Paul. So. Yeah. It's not a default. It's, a, it's the real deal there, Paul. Hey, congrats, go, Paul. Buddy. You backed into it. Thank you. <laughs> you backed into it. All right, Paul, listen, I'm going to surprise all you guys. First of all, Rob, for being our celebrity guest judge, in my personal life, I've given you more Catholic socks than anybody but myself. That's right. But you are getting socks from Sock Religious, our sponsor that pays us in socks. <laughs> you are getting Pope Mobile socks. Ooh. Please tell me you don't have these. I do not have these. All right, it's like 17 different styles of the Pope Mobile oh, over the years. That's genius. Yeah. Oldest at the top, working it's to the It's also kind of cool because yeah. these are super subtle, and yeah. unless you really are like mm -hmm. in the vibe, you're not going to know what these are. Right. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like they're Catholic. Cool car, cool car socks. Yeah. What are they? Hey, so Rob, since you uh, got to judge us, we want to judge you for a second. Um, I've seen a video of you before. <laughs> this sounds great. <laughs> well, peace out, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Listen, we're all going to help you with this, and we're not breaking any copyright laws because I'm not pressing play on something, but I know you do a pretty mean Backstreet Boys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can do this. You really want me to do this? You're yeah. amazing at this. All right. And this will be go. our song going out. And if anybody just wants to tune into this part, share this part because right. Rob has got a voice. All right. So this is what I'll say is I there is a part of me that feels like I missed my calling in uh -huh. life as a, as a boy band guy. Okay. So <laughs> as a boy band guy. As a boy, boy band. band. A 90s boy band yeah. performer. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. yeah. You are... My fire, the one desire, believe when I say 
I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, where's the applause? <laughs> Next on 24. <laughs> we'll see you after the break, folks. <laughs> All right. The team at Aquinas Wealth Advisors believes that good values and good returns are not mutually exclusive. Using a tech smart and morally sound approach, they provide investment alternatives that align with Catholic teachings without sacrificing returns. These days, Faith-driven investors are finding it hard to know where their money is going. They have no visibility into what their dollars are supporting. But there's a better way. Thanks to the Faith and Finance Score from Aquinas Wealth Advisors, you can look into your current holdings to see what you're supporting and make a switch to an advisor that aligns with your values and gives power to your voice. Check out AquinasWealth.com today. Hey y'all, this is Jeff Shufflebein. When Nick and I set out to start our new company, Undivided Life, we were really concerned about how would we cover the healthcare needs of our growing families. And we were so excited to find a company that fit both our medical needs and our faith beliefs perfectly. It's called Solidarity HealthShare. It is an ethical alternative to traditional health insurance. We're never part of sharing in the medical costs of anything that goes against the teachings of the Catholic Church making it a great alternative for Catholics and Christians alike. Solidarity is very affordable, which is perfect for a large family or for a new and growing business like the one we've started. So visit joinsolidarity.com today so that you can get started with us. Hi, it's Paul Kolker from the Beatitudes here, and I just wanted to share with you guys that I also, outside of the show, perform improv comedy on a regular basis with a group called Divine Comedy. So what we do is we come up with everything on the spot, so whether you're looking for faith-filled, fun, family-friendly comedy for your youth night, or whether you're looking for clean comedy for your corporate event, Divine Comedy can perform for your group and even get you in on the action. So if you'd like to hire us to come out and perform for your next event, check out Divine Comedy Improv. Divine Comedy, an inferno of fun. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Rob Hayes, CEO of a meme stock. That's right. That's right. Meme stock. You've been a CEO more than once? No, it was all rolled into one. Oh, okay. (laughs) What's yeah. your description of a meme stock? You're like well, a smart. Well, I mean, yeah, AMC and GameStop oh, yeah. got the biggest notoriety, I would say, during the uh, stimmy-induced um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Uh, what do you call it? Casino on your phone. Uh, 2021 <laughs> mania. Right. Wall yeah. Street bets on Reddit is a subreddit where people were saying, "I'm going to spend crazy amounts of money on call options." And maybe I lose it all, but maybe I can change my life. And that was the whole diamond hands thing, yes, right? Diamond like hands, just hold it. The, the apes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, wow. This is actually the part of the show where my wife is going to say, no idea what you guys talked <laughs> about. <laughs> I did For say sure. the other day, 
maybe not the other day, a couple months ago, I was driving down the highway in Dallas, and I uh, a Lambo blew by me, right? <laughs> well, I was, because, of I might have been going a little bit over the speed limit, and this guy was going <laughs> way over the speed limit, and his license plate said T-H-X-A-M-C. Oh, oh wow. So he would... He was one yeah. of the apes. He was one of the diamond hands. Made wow. It. All right. Well, yeah. So, so, so like normally there's investing in stocks. Correct. But meme stocks, the idea was that like the idea caught on. Yeah. It, that's over right. the internet, essentially. That's right. right. We're all gonna. Hey, as a community on Reddit, we are all going to buy call options in a specific, you know, company, and because of that, and the way that markets work, there's going to be a gamma squeeze and blah blah blah, and all of a sudden a two dollar. Sh- you know, a two dollar share stock is going to go to two hundred. Well, and a lot of it was there was also this populist aspect of it, where there were a lot of hedge yeah. funds shorting some of these oh, stocks. That's and right. So that's it right. It wasn't just hey, I can make some money, which was the underlying aspect, but it was also and we can stick it to the man, and we can take down some of wow. these big guys yeah. by doing it with high short interest, because then they'll have to cover, which perpetuates the squeeze higher, and it's kind of a self reinforcing. Paul, do you see Nick floating right now? Oh, he's having. <laughs> this is my <laughs> favorite <laughs> moment of the yeah, Like, <laughs> I'm happy. Wait. I feel- Wait, when Nick says that something went over his head, that's I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> feeling it right so now. I, he leaned over and gave me a gamma squeeze. Right. Yeah, I say, for those of you who had gamma squeeze on your Beatitudes bingo card, you can now mark oh, it off. We should make bingo cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was it like to be a meme stock? It, President. It was, yeah. it, it was surreal. It was wild because, it, I mean, one, I got to go on screen. Squawk Box or Squawk on the Sea on CNBC, oh, and you're wow. talking about it. So there's a video you can go find it out on YouTube. You or didn't somewhere. sing on that one. I did not <laughs> sing on that one, but it was interesting because it was it was definitely a thing, um, and it, frankly, it, it it was a big help to our company because our stock price went up. It allowed me to raise capital at you know much more attractive valuation. So it, it played a role in helping our company continue to exist. That was not part of the chief strategy officer. That was, play, that right? was not that was not in my own bingo card. <laughs> your your <laughs> username on Reddit is what? <laughs> Check the history. Yeah, so don't. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I it, w- it was something that was unprecedented. Yeah. And sure. and but in some sense very grateful for it because it very much helped my company. I don't know why we were chosen. I don't know how it happened. It just <clears throat> sort of happened. It was a thing and then before you knew it, it was over. I mean, it was this like very brief moment in time. So there's only a couple of these stocks that are still within that realm, mm-hmm. and even they have cooled off quite a bit. But yeah. it was this really weird combination because there was a lot of stimulus money. There was this new technology of being able to trade on your phone. There was a, kind of a gamification of it. There was everyone's locked in their They're homes for at home. COVID. Yeah, like, yeah. What their, else job, their jobs have slowed down, or they've been let go, or they're trying to make money somehow. Yeah. Like, kind of the perfect storm. So you can't, needless to say, the last three years, maybe at some point I have to write a book or something about it because it seems ridiculous, all the things that have happened to our company. <laughs> yeah. But, again, there's a certain amount of gratitude you have to have because you just can't learn these things. I mean, who? I mean, would I know what a gamma squeeze is? I mean, who knows? What's the SEC like? Past performance does not something something <laughs> does not indi- or does not predict future yeah. something. Paul and I got this. You got it. But I do think when you're on Squawk Box, and I'm like, Rob, why do you think this is happening to you? You had the perfect chance to say, "Don't know why," and you could have just gone <laughs> and then kind of like open button my shirt. And <laughs> Don't know why. Can you tell me why? <laughs> now that if I had done that, 
my stock probably would have skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. Personal end. Like your it business. would have been a big deal. <laughs> we turned into a meme stock. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sitting here on Squawk Box. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, and so uh, the other thing I would say to all that is if you would have done that, you actually probably could have had that career that you always wanted. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe so, I could have been somebody. Speaking of, uh, been a speaking of very deep thought questions, I don't know how I'm doing this transition, but we're going to do our TBD question with you. So nice. all four of us answer, and you can play along at home, and this includes you, Christopher, in the comments. So the question today is what is something that you want more of in your life? Um, I think after that singing, uh, I want more of that. But uh, <laughs> lying is a sin, Jeff. <laughs> uh, yes. Does anybody want to go first? What is something you want more of in your life? And this episode airs right before Christmas, so that's an interesting time for this too. What is something you want more of in your life? Well, I could jump in. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, it, it's kind of twofold. Parts, part of it's on me. Um, really, I want to have just more discipline with waking up earlier and and praying earlier but then i've been doing some of that recently and in fact with uh doing the saint michael's lent and doing all of that um, that kind of primed the pump for me on that and getting me to where it's the you know the intentionality of the prayer life actually got me realizing oh yeah this is good i need to really soak this in versus just kind of finding time for prayer throughout the day which was how it was the habit I had fallen into was just all right. Well, I, I have some time, so now I'll pray. Or I'm stuck in traffic, so or let me pray a rosary on my drive. Which none of those things are bad, but it just I wasn't sure doing sure. that. I wasn't putting it first. It wasn't the priority, and so yeah, I just I want to um, yeah want to be way more intentional about that, especially during you know this time with Advent and the Christmas season and all that coming up. Cool. I think for me, uh, I've loved reading. For most of my life and I've just found with the way I'm modeling work and home and trying to prioritize kids and other stuff I'm just not getting that reading time in and it, look I do some of my like spiritual reading but there's hardly any of the novels and the other stuff that I still enjoy like a good classic novel every once in a while is fun to read so yeah like some more reading I just finished Tennyson's Idols of the King how was it it's deli- it was wonderful delicious. 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 it was delicious Yum. delightful <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a ner- I'm a nerd I love to read and so I yeah. typically always have a classic novel or nice. poetry or something I'm reading. Very cool. So and what do you want more of in your life right now, Rob? I need more purposefulness, probably with family life. Uh, my temperament is one where I use, I'm pretty easy going on a lot of things. Um, and so I think many times if things aren't burning to the ground or aren't a disaster, I just kind of ignore them. Or just assume that everything's going fine. All good. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's easy to do that because I got other things I'm working on that maybe aren't going as well. But I do think, particularly coming into uh, the Christmas season to Advent, and also I just had my my son, my first son, leave the house. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's off at college in Notre Dame, and now you know, he came back to visit for Thanksgiving for the first time, and it it makes you a little bit reflective of, oh, I really am sending adults out into the world. I really am I being purposeful enough in the formation of my children, and, and so I think I need to re- continue to refocus on that. It's a great one. I'll take your reading. You take my intentionality. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Trade. Uh, for me, I think it's like a just a daily like focus, like five minutes. Like I like, and I used to do this more. I want to bring more of it back into my life, where it's just like define success for today because I think 
as you know, Jeff, I can be an executor and like get the next thing, get the next thing, like wake up and just start doing. And I think being just a little bit more purposeful in that. And Rob, just to clarify, I'm actually not that good at the home part either. I just wanted to like (laughs) feel good. Well, hey, so it is uh, Christmas season and um, we're happy to be able to celebrate with you here, Rob. We're going to finish this show with a reverse Simpsons treating this show differently than any other finish we've ever had. We're doing a special game. I'll let these guys explain it to you while I get everything ready. Yeah, I had the idea to uh, make it a secret Santa. I found the perfect gift for my uh, secret Santa. And then I said, I'll just be game master. And uh, we got a few different packages here that are uh, pretty fun. Uh, If you're on YouTube, you can see uh, some pretty creative and delightful uh, wrapping. And uh, yeah, I guess... This is the worst wrapping paper you could possibly have. <laughs> so let's take a look. Talk about like what wouldn't sell in the store. Please describe this one, Rob. Uh, this is the unfortunate case of your cartoon face, which is decent enough, and then my LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn profile <laughs> picture, but alternating. But I, but, but I will say, I will say, Rob, you've got the internet locked down. There were not a lot of images of you out there. That's pretty impressive for how mean you've been. You just got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like LinkedIn image. I look on Facebook. Also the LinkedIn image. <laughs> hey, how does, do we, I mean, we kind of, it's a small group. Do we know who we're getting our gift from? Or you, uh, just... you you don't. I do. Okay. So I would say start. Let's do Rob last. Yeah. This one says to Rob. Yeah. So okay. I'd say Jeff. The one that has Rob's picture on it is for me? Because, yes. It also has your picture on it because it's, it's the show with Rob, but there's a gift for Jeff. Okay. Now, it's also kind of hilarious that it's only gift wrapped on one side of the box <laughs> or two sides of the box. Just for the camera. Just for the camera. <laughs> I think legit wrapping for a podcast where I have to open it in front of everybody is a little obnoxious. Okay. That's that's why I did it. Oh, my It was goodness. me. What is this? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> collaborate, and listen. Hey Jeff, oh, press, does it please press, dance? Press, press the dance. right foot. Yes. Invention something. Grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Oh, he just skips. Yeah, he oh. kind of skips around. Come on. I saw this, Snowman. Jeff, and I thought, I'm <laughs> buying this for Jeff. Rob. 1,000%. Rob and listeners, I've been on the radio with Paul for three years, and we have a competition on there. And every time I've ever won, it's because I've played a new rendition of Ice Ice Baby in different languages with different words. And every time I've ever lost was every other time. <laughs> <laughs> and when Paul is performing on stage with the Improv Troupe Four Day Weekend, I will always write comments in, and they somehow get picked, and I'll butcher the words to Ice Ice Baby, and it makes the people on stage like, oh, you got to be kidding, because it'll say, stop, coordinate, and listen. (laughs) Stop, calibrate, and listen. They're like, whoever wrote this didn't even get it right. (laughs) But I always know who it is. He can't make eye contact with me during the show. What, well, you're my you're my secret Santa. It giver. was from me. Yes. You yep. Kind of told that, me that kicked the whole thing but, off. But um, yeah. thank you for my party snowman. Yes. <laughs> and again, for those beatitude listeners, for those of you who had vanilla ice on your bingo card, you can mark that <laughs> off as well. Actually, that one, that one might comes be, up often. That's yeah. a free space, yeah. I think. Yeah. Everybody gets. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep him right here. All right, yeah, nice. Rob's going last. Who is this? Uh, gift is for Nick. Is yes, what it Nick. says there. It says made in China, but I know it's for Nick. Yes. <laughs> 
Nick also is the game master, yeah, so okay. he knows. I know, I know. <laughs> Secret Santa was just effort. All right, what do we got going here? You're opening up got a, a mug. Uh, yes, let's go. It's a mug that says, ooh, this calls for a spreadsheet. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> that is awesome. He's yeah. going like, to say, like, gamma squeeze anywhere. In there. Yeah. <laughs> He'll no, write I'll get it. there. <laughs> Couldn't update it that fast, but yes, that's that, that is, is awesome from me. That showed up to the studio today post-haste. Yes. Good post job. Haste. <laughs> just in time. I did, just barely. All right, Paul, you're up. All right, Paul, this is yours. Oh, this is me. Okay, here we go. Ooh, it I, has glitter I, on it. I think this one, it's unfortunately in the box, you got to open the box, but I do oh, think it's even more particularly appropriate than I was ever oh, hoping. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm very curious as to what what's going on here. This is real little, and I tested it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a golden microphone. Golden. It's a karaoke machine. You can sync it to Bluetooth. And it's a kara- and so it, it, it plays the song. It plays the song, wow. and it sparkles and all kinds of stuff. Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is crazy. He's actually going to find a way to like Bluetooth it into the, our, oh, our broadcaster so he never has to use this mic again. He's just going to be on the golden hand. <laughs> I'm the gold. <laughs> it has echo features. This, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's music. Mike, there's, yeah. We, I ordered that and I tested it in my kitchen with my children. <laughs> and they're me like, Dad, we have to have this for Christmas. <laughs> this is awesome. Wow, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Dude, these are some great gifts. All right, and uh, for you, Mr. Hayes. All right. All right, here's your keep your box right here. Mm. All right, you were opening them, the one that has our three faces on it, but not yours. That's all right. Well, that makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Wrapping might be worth more than anything. All it's, right, what are we seeing here? Uh, it's, you got to oh, pull this I got to pull the thing out, but I don't want to yeah. just dump everything out. Oh, oh hey. Hey. Nice. Hey, you, that's inside information right there. I know. I used it. Oh, what all right. It? So it's I have a to. Family puzzle. All right, a family puzzle. Let me hold up the picture while you're talking for all a right, second. So here. this was something that years ago. So for first the, for these guys to see. Yeah. Right, I'll okay. show you because you're on YouTube. All right, so it's an icon. Uh, so I, in my youth, lived in Rome. So I studied philosophy yeah. at Santa Croce in Rome. And my wife, uh, before we got married, also worked in Rome. So she was at the State Department at the U.S. Embassy to the, the Holy See. And so we would always talk about how when we were walking down the streets of Rome, you would see these madinelles, like the little pictures of Mary all over you know, these street corners. Yeah. And I was thinking, why don't we have these in the U.S.? Mm. And so, uh, and as you guys know, we do host a decent number of events in our home. And so we said, you know what? Let's hire a artist to create a uh, painting, an icon. So this is our, and, our, and we live on a, uh, a street with cottonwoods. So we call it Our Lady of Cottonwoods. And so it's, uh, it's Our Lady with Baby Jesus, and it's got uh, a cottonwood branch. It also, her, she's wearing on her finger a rose. It's, it's called the Rose of Rialp, which was the, a rose that St. Josemaria, when he was crossing the Alps, uh, or crossing the Pyrenees, he found, and so it's kind of a symbol for people in Opus Dei, and even the little book has the Opus Dei oh, symbol yeah. on it. And so there's some other little images on there. But so the artist just recently finished it, and so we're going to be hanging it in our home. But I'm also having a version created that is exterior, and we're going to put it on our fence. Oh, cool. On a main, our, main our, road. On yeah. a main road in our city so that it's an image of Our Lady that's for public awesome. I guess, veneration. That is so cool. So. The fact that you've got a puzzle with this is really cool. It's for it's the like, family. That is awesome. <laughs> well, very, and it's cool. funny because when I entered it in, like to have the puzzle made, it's like this is not a high definition image. And I'm like, that's cool because I stole it from somebody's website. Like, <laughs> this is just for something fun. Let me print it. <laughs> that's awesome. very very cool. 
All right. Well, listen, Merry Christmas to all of you. Stick around. The bonus show on Friday. We're going to be diving into more conversations around family. A little teaser here for you. But, Rob, this has been awesome. Thanks for singing with us, yeah. playing with us. And for uh, for all of you, we will see you. Well, I'm butchering the end of this. But, Paul? <laughs> we will see you in the Eucharist. God bless. It's <laughs> 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 pathetic. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.